0: Fox podcast, the weekly pseudo-academic roundtable of pop culture analysis with drinking and swearing. My name is Christopher Maverick, but you can call me Mav, and I am once again here with my co-hosts. We have Katya, Monica, and Hannah. How's it going, guys?
1: Very good. It's going? I don't know. It's a... Like, I realize things have begun to open up. Things are, like, relatively, we've, we've achieved some greater level of normalcy. I feel like asking th- this continues to be a loaded question however yeah yeah
0: well i've been to the movie theaters like twice in the last couple weeks i've gone like to a couple of different movies and and i've seen friends of mine like in person i have hugged people it's exciting
1: (laughs) have you licked doorknobs
0: uh i i mean do you really want (laughs) to know
1: no but you're gonna ask me so i'm gonna ask you before you ask me so
2: so since we since we've moved on to disturbing Here's, 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 (laughs) speaking of disturbing, why is Pennywise in Space Jam New Legacy? Why is a clockwork orange in Space Jam Legacy? And why does HBO Max keep trying to make Game of Thrones happen? It, It happened. People love Game of Thrones.
0: Do they people, like, still? Yeah, like, yeah. They, some people do. I've, I was, I've been, I've been. Who's seen it? Uh, so I know Hannah watched it and I watched it. So, well, actually, for the audience, as we record this, because you know there's, these episodes often come out in different ways. Uh, Space Jam: A New Legacy came out this week, and this was a movie that I remember when we did the box office draft. Um, Hannah and I both said, who is this movie for? I mean, obviously it's for the two of us, but we know it's going to be bad. We'll watch it anyway, but it's going to be bad. And is anybody going to like this? And the answer is no. No one likes this movie. It's it's bad. It's that's, real real bad.
2: That's actually uh, not yeah. true. I read a review that was like, unlike the first movie, this hangs together. And No, 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 it does no, not. It does not. <laughs> like, look, I know that Space Jam is not, uh, you know, like anything more than high cinema. Sure, but like yeah. it, 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 the logic of Space Jam is such that what it is, is that they're... Original, you mean? Yes. yes is that there are little cartoon aliens who want to take the Looney Tunes away and force them to work as slaves in their, like, circus planet forever. So they get a ringer to help them win a basketball game based on logic because the tiny aliens seem ill-suited to play basketball. And Michael Jordan agrees to help them because he's nice. And it makes it makes sense in-universe. The, the audience, play, like, watching the Looney Tunes play the Monstars, are like the reject Looney Tunes who didn't, like, make it onto the team because they're in Looney land because that makes sense i i also i can't
1: explain since the- when did we ask for logical consistency from our children's movies well,
2: but no it's not that it's just i can't I, they, I don't understand what happened in space jam new legacy i don't understand <laughs> character motivations and like there are some in space jam i'm not trying to be a snob, but like it makes sense. I just don't understand it. It just why? Why?
0: Have you? Uh, have either of you watched it, uh, Katya Monica?
1: I have not yet because of, I've I've <laughs> just come to accept that I my attention span apparently okay. is
0: only for video so games. That it's take me so
3: long. <laughs> I haven't watched it, but um, the the Space Jam costume department were my uh, neighbors at work for a little bit. So.
0: I, I I mean I,
3: I knew what we I don't, were getting into.
0: I don't want to disparage any of, any of your yeah. I don't want to disparage any of your friends or coworkers, but I'm sorry for them. Um, the costumes, even from it, like it's kind of this was um, a movie where Hannah's right. Like the logic of it makes no sense. The internal consistency of it is not there. And it is clear that they wanted to focus on as many um, Warner Brothers IP as possible, which I get, right? I, I I do I do understand the logic of, hey, you know, we own Batman, so we don't have to pay anybody licensing rights. We'll just use Batman. We also own the Flintstones. We also own um, uh, Pennywise from It. We own um, the Game of Thrones people. Like, I it get that. A
1: lot Like It sounds a lot like another version almost of Ready Player One. Where it it's does. Like, like, all of the IP, all at once. does. But, Ready Player, but one, Ready Player
0: One was good. I mean, no, not necessarily. You might not like no. it. No, 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 no. No. Let me mm-hmm. phrase. You might not like it, but Ready Player One. Someone thought about the decisions that they were making. At
1: what it was trying to do. Yeah, Whether it, or not it, you want what it was trying to right, do. You know, right. That's exactly different. Right. Yes, it hung together yes. as a coherent plot. <laughs> but,
0: yes. Like there's <sighs> logical consistency. The the costumes, even like so. Batman is in this movie, just hanging out, watching the basketball game a lot. Have Batman and Robin are sort of on the front and center on the sidelines cuz these are recognizable IP and so like let's just have Batman cheering on the the Looney Tunes in the background which would be a great idea if um and <laughs> if the costume the Batman costume had cost more than three dollars and forty seven cents it it is it is it literally like if you've been to a party city and bought the Batman costume off the rack and not bothered to try it on in the store to see if it even fits it's just a guy back there in a very very poorly fitted Batman costume it, it looks it, it looks weird because he's in the center of the, of the frame for a good half an hour just like standing there going and I'm like no no why are you doing this and then there's a guy next to him in a suit that it took me away wow to figure out is supposed to be like agent Smith from the matrix except for um, he's 20 years too young like, he's just so he's, it, it, what, it's like it, it's agent very Smith poor de- yeah it's they're very poor decisions at like we don't care like they'll get it they'll get that it's agent Smith and then I and, and I was like like my cousin was talking about she was complaining online but like, why is everybody complaining about this movie it's a movie for children and I'm like no no it's not because children don't know who agent Smith is children don't know who the Adam West Batman right, is right like for
1: people who watch the original one as a kid
0: right and like chill and frankly children don't give a fuck about Bugs Bunny in 2021 like he's yeah. an old cartoon like it doesn't show like Rick and Morty are in this movie and at least at least they're animated so I you know I recognize them but like all the other IP it's like Game of Thrones Pennywise these things are not there for children the droods from Clockwork Orange why Wha- what? Wh- yeah, Why? Yeah, why?
3: <laughs> like, like, why? It?
2: yes I mean I actually even understood like maybe the like one throwaway reference to Casa Blanca sort of could make sense. But But sure. blockwork orange like that specifically, I don't, I don't understand. I yeah,
1: that's a weird. And also
2: like, you know, children's, if, if we wanted to theoretically say like children's movies always have like some heavy handed message, which like the original Space Jam did. But this one seems to be, I couldn't figure out the themes of this movie and, and some of you listening might be like, <laughs> well, Hannah, um, that is, that is a personal problem. Well, sure. But the theme of this movie seems to be I don't know. If you have a, a PhD
1: in an analyzing cultural text and this is, can't figure out the message. No. I think they buried it a bit deep. Discipline. <laughs> I think the message is discipline is bad
2: and you should just throw out the rules and have fun. And also algorithms are evil. But we made this movie but, by algorithm as Mav and I yeah. said it. As, yeah. um, yeah.
0: but,
1: I mean, it's a proof of its own claim.
0: Y- yeah. Well, and, and it knows it. See, th- It's weird because the entire <laughs> movie, the movie constantly like makes references to the fact well, like LeBron James has a three minute scene or on in the movie where they're trying to get him to star in a movie. They want him to star in content where they're going to insert LeBron James into all these classic WB properties. Like, they pitched this to him, and LeBron James says, this is the stupidest idea that anybody has ever come up with. It's like you didn't really think about your audience. It's like you just let an algorithm come up and come up and just, like, throw things together. It's stupid. No one will want this. He literally says that in the movie, and then proceeds to make another hour and 20 minutes of movie that is exactly that. And, you and like, and I'm watching this Going, he, what
1: maybe the this is fuck really is going on? someone's. Like maybe we're looking at this all wrong. Maybe this wasn't trying to be a good movie. Maybe this was somebody. Well, no, it certainly like, was not trying to be a good movie. To the algorithms of Hollywood <laughs> and of the internet, and they were really trying to make a statement. You know,
0: it was budgeted for 150 million dollars. <laughs> 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 I'm
1: sure someone somewhere is gnashing their teeth about that. The original
2: Space Jam uh, was a tight 88 minutes, and it used <laughs> to like that. And I, I miss Lola Bunny having a real storyline right, I'll just we're burying the lead a little Oh, okay well just a touch well this isn't really what this episode's about this is just I'll just say one oh, yeah, thing we've gone I'll, 20 say minutes one, I'll say one thing and I'll let it go and we won't have to talk about Space Jam ever again we just simply maybe they should have called this LeBron James movie train wreck the end <laughs> he,
0: was already, he was already in a movie called train wreck it's way better oh,
1: no. yes that, that, is, that is that is the joke train <laughs> wreck part two yeah, the, the meta yeah. the meta version well, the, just, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah.
0: The movie Trainwreck is actually kind of adorable. It's really yeah. cute, and LeBron um, well, James does a good—he does a good job in it. So, so, <laughs>
2: so I guess that this is actually a very long, uh, I guess, a week out of date summary um, of a movie <laughs> that we would maybe not categorize as the topic that we're talking about today, which is actually uh, summer media. So, like, what does it mean to be a movie of the summer? Um, I think that Space Jam, A New Legacy, uh, proves that just because something comes out in the summer doesn't mean it will be a good time, but less a movie that feels summery. Uh, it might be a movie that makes you feel like you should be outside playing instead of watching TV. Um, but like or
1: doing literally anything else,
2: literally, literally <laughs> anything else. Like it might be one of the worst things I've ever seen anyway. Um, <laughs> you know, but like, like, you know, um, I, I ran across like this, like social media post that got me thinking, which was, um, you know, like you can't, not everything you take to the beach is a beach read. Like, a beach read should, like, be fun. And I was like, really? Because, you know, I was I was thinking, like, about taking, like, not to the beach. And then I realized that I had a problem. um
1: Yeah. Well, okay. No, I don't think it's a problem. I, okay, I'm interested in this topic when you brought it up because I don't, I well, okay, I think there's two parts of this. One is kind of, I think, the level that you're talking about with that post of, like, what do individual people think of as summer reading, which I think is highly subjective and variable. I've had a similar experience of suddenly realizing I'm the only person sitting poolside reading Rousseau. Uh, (laughs) That's what I wanted to read because I am this person. Um, But I think the other part of it is also like what do in whatever industry, what do people think makes most sense to release in summer? Because the movies, the movies, sometimes even the games, television, whatever, that are released in summer... Are sometimes distinct from what's released the other parts of the year.
0: So you think releasing part has part to do it, and and I'm I'm curious because so I see movies quickly enough. Generally, you know, I mean, because movies are like sort of my thing, right? I go to enough movies that oh, this has been out for three days, so it, so it's likely that I saw something in the season in which it was released, right? Mm-hmm. but books I can't read that quickly um, and they you know books I is, I mean I'm like Hannah like if, if I'm at the beach and I'm reading Kant it's because I was reading Kant this week the week that I happened to go to the beach right or or whatever I, I read whatever I took to the beach with me and so those it, for for reading yeah. I don't think it's really about that for music eh, I'm not sure music it's that for music it's like this has a vibe of things that I want to listen to because it's summertime right I, wanna, I guess
1: it's the question is like do we mean stuff that is intended because like does it. Difference between like the book, the, the the beach book, and like the summer blockbuster.
2: Well, I want to distinguish between what I mean by summary and blockbusters because blockbusters aren't released in the summer all the time anymore. I mean, like, uh, historically, um, I think a lot of us have, especially everyone who's paid attention to like big film history, um, we've associated the blockbuster like originating with Jaws or that like mm-hmm. that era at least and you know, big splashy movies. And then to be fair, Jaws, I think, is a summary movie because it literally takes place during 4th of July weekend at the beach um so like it has a lot of things going for it that might make it a summery movie but blockbusters now are released all the time and the blog post I mentioned Black Panther was released in February uh and Mm -hmm. I actually Mm -hmm. like went with a big group of friends went to the earliest showtime and we were in a packed theater I'm not sure there was an empty seat in the house um
1: I also really love the people that all dressed up it was great
2: yeah um (laughs) and but you know and at the same time like there are movies like uh Luca um, or in the Heights that either didn't get released um, in theaters or have not made much money in theaters, but they're set during the mm-hmm. summer. Like, they're, there's meant to be, like, at least somewhat of a fun vibe to them. Um, and, and, but, like, just because something takes well, place in the summer doesn't always necessarily mean it's, like, that fun, you know, like, young adult finding, like yourself. Um, something magical happened this one summer that I will tell you about now, kind of thing. To
1: just clarify what we're talking about, I'm kind of curious of, like, whether you guys like do you do you notice your media consumption habit changing seasonally because I don't know that I mean I've when I reflect on my media especially my media consumption for the past like several years yes but that's like my, my media consumption patterns change but that's partially because I used to work in university and your time you know you're are it's not that you don't have work to do in the summertime but your time is much more unstructured than it is during the academic year so I can you know sink my teeth into a long-form video game for example in the way that that's sometimes like less pleasant to do during the academic year but now that I'm no longer working on an academic calendar, I don't see a big shift between what I consume in different periods of the year, if that makes sense.
0: It does. <laughs> I, <laughs> I for, for me, I don't know that I don't know that it does because it, the academic calendar isn't as um, isn't as demanding on my leisure time as I think um you're implying for me. It mm-hmm. would be if I did stuff like if if for leisure I was going to play an 80 or 90 hour video game like you're talking about um, right. sure but like I haven't done that in a while partly because the dissertation which no
1: technically work I mean all of this right. is also predicated on the fact that we are all media scholars for us media consumption is a part right. of our
0: job right so like a video game for me that takes that long I haven't done that since I started my dissertation so mm-hmm. and the, and that's not bounded by the academic calendar so it doesn't matter whereas books like like I said if I'm going to read a book I'm just going to read it whenever I'm going to read it it doesn't it doesn't matter. And then the, uh, the shorter medium, movies, TV shows, those just happen when for me when they happen so so I don't think for me I don't think release schedule has much to do with it it might but it doesn't feel like it
3: so for me I mean because I'm both a media scholar but also an industry person the only time that I really notice the shift is like Oscar season because there's (laughs) just so much that you're expected to consume in order to be able to speak about every film (laughs) that is nominated or will win an award Um, and especially just not to Sound like a like an asshole, but like coming back from can like that's another.
0: Yeah, one I got to go to can. Like- I'm cooler <laughs> than everybody else. <laughs> yeah you're I cooler will say than I, us. Thank I, you. I
3: saw precisely one film the entire time <laughs> I was there. So. That's <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you go to Fast and Furious at Cannes?
3: I did not go to Fast and Furious oh. on the beach at Cannes because I have this thing where I don't rewatch anything ever because oh, there's just okay. so much to consume in, in the world. But like, what? I just don't have time what? to rewatch anything. Um, but I I did, I saw one film and it was an American film. Uh, so I could have just stayed here.
0: Um, <laughs> Space Jam, it, a new legacy at Cannes Film Festival.
3: <laughs> it was a movie that took place in the summer. That's Okay. So was it? Uh, it was called Stillwater starring Matt Damon, okay. uh, mm-hmm. which will be out soon. I think I've seen movie posters like,
4: yeah, it comes out, out know, in a couple weeks around
3: town. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I guess there's like a seasonal uh, like awards dictation. And then maybe the summer is the place where like you finally have permission to not, because awards movies. Like they're heavy, they're really heavy. They're talking about a lot of really important things, but you don't sit down for an awards movie, like expecting to have a nice time. Um, you expect <laughs> to think a lot about it. After, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I mean, I do, but I'm weird, but I, I get your, I, I do get your point. <laughs> well, I
3: think it's kind of like
1: chance to unplug. Yeah. Well, I mean, just listening to people's explanations. I wonder if it's like, is it summer media or is it vacation media? Maybe because, um, cause we are I, more I, likely I, to go on vacation in the summertime. At least most. Of yeah, us. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: I think that's a big part of it. I was talking to my mom about this and, um, when, cause she saw, she saw our blog, www.boxpodcast.com My mommy reads our blog. um, they, they, um has she given but us I us a
2: five star t- a review yet,
0: though. No, she has not because my mom does not love me that much. But you can if you if you give us a five star review, you could love us more than my mom does. <laughs> that would be great. During yeah, um, <laughs> that
1: episode, you're gonna get an earful.
0: <laughs> no, no, she'll, no she'll, my my mom will go. Look, I'll get to it, okay? And then,
4: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: like, <laughs> you know, but, easy
0: lady. But, but um, <laughs> but I was talking with her about this, and she was talking about how. For books, for instance, she um, growing up, um, my, my mom's a huge um Stephen King fan. So I remember when I was younger, um, she would read, you know, Stephen King books. They would alternate between my mom and two of my aunts would, you know, it's your turn to buy the book. And then so every book that he put out, they read and they just pass them around in the circle. So when do you read, you know, when do you read it? You read it when you come up in the rotation, right? You, mm. When do you read the stand, when you come up in the rotation. So maybe it's summer, maybe it's December. You know, it's just it, it just depends. And that's how that's how they did. It was a weird, not quite a book club because they're not all reading the book at the same time. They mm. were they were literally in a circle. So so for her, she didn't really understand that. But she did say for her, she felt like and she was having a hard time defining it. And I think this is where we are. She felt like with movies, it was a bit of a vibe, right? Like she like she she acknowledged that any movie that's about kids on summer vacation is a, she said. That's a summer movie, and I, I think I more or less agree with her. More or less, like you know, Hannah, you said Jaws, right, which yeah. takes place at the beach, mm-hmm. and and if uh, I would say like America, uh. the the first or the first two American Pie movies take place either at the very end of the school year or during summer vacation and I get that And so so I get like all kinds of you know summer camp movies wet hot American summer those things count but I don't um, I think in the Heights which just came out which I loved in the Heights really feels like a summer movie but again mm-hmm. it's about people hanging out over you know over what is traditionally summer break in fact one character in the film is literally home from college for the summer right That's <laughs> that is that mm-hmm. is part of the storyline so the film the you know the musical um so that's part I mean, of it? But I, but it yeah. can't just be that, can it?
1: No, I don't think it's just, I mean, okay, when I think about the movies I associate with Summer, it's usually like, okay, and this is subjective, but like it's not ones that like there's necessarily set in Summer. They're more like right. action movies. Okay. I think part of it is because I grew up like, I don't know if this is actually true, but what I remember is like, I grew up basically going and seeing Bond films and like action movies with my family, because that's what my family and like sci-fi movies. And they often, although not always came, like I think of that as a summertime activity when you
0: um, were a kid they, blockbusters would have primarily premiered in the summer they, yeah even not Star anymore. Wars
2: which now like I associate with Christmas like the new Star yes. Wars films like came out like toward the end of the school year I remember like yes. planning with my friends to go see Revenge of the Sith and what a time that was yeah
1: and so I think like if if, if someone was like you know if, if, if Hannah comes up to me you know and is like in my face screaming at me like what is a summer movie and I have to say something I'll probably be like uh, uh, I don't know uh, action movie uh, that one um, I mean it, it may I also just movies, be, which is my, always my answer.
3: Some version of like, it's going to make a lot of money. Because um, I was yeah. thinking about it too. Like, I remember multiple Harry Potter book releases occurring mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. summer. Um, and that's obviously like, because kids have the time off to actually read them because it's outside of assigned schoolwork. But it was also because that was the height of Harry Potter and you used to have to show up to the bookstore like at yeah. midnight because yeah. they only got a 100 copies. Yeah, um, it was,
0: I think that was very much about. Being in line at Barnes and Noble. It was, you know, it was, that was an, that was a creative, because not only Harry Potter, I've seen them do that with, um, Elmo has a birthday party in the summer at Barnes and Noble every year, um, which is, you know, hmm. because it's a, because it's a thing where you can, you can get parents to bring the kid and stand in line at Barnes and Noble in July a lot easier than you can get them to do that in, in October. It just, yeah. it, it just is. So, yeah, and it, and that yeah. is a big part of it. And
2: it wasn't just Harry Potter. It was, you know, I can't believe I'm going to tell this story on it but it was also things like Twilight Breaking Dawn because I was there with my <laughs> friends. And then we and then after the, they had me go and we waited up, they went to sleep after the, we got the copies and I was the only I was like, you know what? If I if I stayed at this stupid bookstore and did this stupid scavenger hunt and had to eat Jacob or Edward themed snacks, <laughs> I'm going to read this book. And then I absolutely regret it because it was nonsense.
0: Um, they feed teen girls, tween girls, Jacob and Edward themed snacks because they're. I have many, many questions about like implied sexuality. That
2: it, it was seem
0: really it, inappropriate.
1: <laughs> it was hot. It I, I do actually want to
2: think about that. It was hot I, and cold things from what I remember because you know werewolves are like hot blooded and vampires are cold, and yeah, I didn't yeah, go much deeper than that. And I don't want to go further into the. Right. Of my they
0: someone, s- someone should have been on staff going. Wait, no. Do we really just think twice about this because. <laughs> Like that's my that's my feeling. That's a that's a weird choice.
1: Yeah, that I mean, so many things. I've, I have so so many things. I don't. This is no. We're not. <laughs> yes. we're, I'm not psychologically and emotionally anyway, okay. prepared <laughs> to deal with that. At least you
2: didn't have to live it. Oh,
1: that, I think my closest brush with Twilight in high school was like one of my friends who was very self-conscious, like understood that these were not self-conscious in the sense of embarrassed, but was like knew that these were bad. And <laughs> she like gave me her copy and I like flipped through it. And I don't know if I just got like an early edition or like a crappy one, but like flipping through it for 15 minutes, I found like two typos and I was like, no. Mm-hmm. Just, Honestly, that no. the typos are part of like the point, part of the reading experience. <laughs> mm-hmm. I also, yeah. I I clearly had us. I was like i appreciate that this is someone else's reading experience this is not the reading experience i want therefore i will hand this back to you
2: anyway i was i
1: was i was never i want to be i
2: want to clarify again i was never a twilight fan i was just sucked into <laughs> it we, by my peers no, uh, no, i was we all have, I, I we need, all need all you to know a... that i was <laughs> we'll oh. have
0: our thing team I, edward or team jacob monica <laughs>
2: jacob. oh but he tries to kiss her against her, <laughs> her, <laughs> her consent actually they're both really bad why it's, it's like okay. jane Eyre. Cam she just, like, not marry any of these dudes, because they're all terrible. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah.
3: Um, anyway. But, okay,
1: actually, I, okay,
3: question. Is Twilight summer reading? Yes. Summer to reading more. should have sex.
0: I would say
1: yes.
2: Well, okay. that sounds out the first three Twilight books. Well,
1: yeah. Even if they're not having sex.
2: I'm making a yeah. very stupid joke. Um. Yes.
0: Yes, I know. But no. Does it, well, so, I mean, sex, part of it, but also, is it? I think that's part of the vibe, right? Because I would I would absolutely call it t- count Twilight Um, and on the beach read theory, even though like, I, I admit it, that it's not really my thing. Right. I, I'm going to read whatever. But the way I understand how people choose their beach books, um, Fifty Shades of Grey, I think fits just as well. I mean, obviously, you know, being derived from Twilight. But beyond that, I. It just seems like the kind of thing of, you know, like our, our, we did the, the show before about, you know, things that are dumb, but we love them, you know, like this seems like, tw- seems like summer reading is I'm going to read my dumb book on the beach. I'm going to sit on the beach and I'm going to read about werewolves and, and vampires. That's what I, cause it's what I want to do. Right. So is that part of it?
3: I think, yeah. Cause you're, I was trying to think for me, maybe Devil Wears Prada is the mm. quintessential beach read. And I think something is the, like the tangibility of taking a book to the beach and the fact that like, it's going to get messed up. Like you're going to get sand in it. It's going to get bent and dirty. You're going to throw it in your tote bag and your sunscreen is going to spill all over it. And it's a book that like, you're okay with treating in that manner.
1: Mm -hmm. So it has to be basically like interesting enough to you that you want to read it, but not important enough to you that if it gets completely trashed and you need to, you know, recycle it at the end, it's fine.
2: Exactly. (laughs) Like the most colorful cover I can find with the fun, like the best rom-com premise on the back is the thing I think I'd go
1: for um if I were buying a new beach book. So it's basically like the reading equivalent of Forever Twenty One clothing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was, I understand. That was, now. <laughs> You're crazy. Very ages. specific illusion. Le- <laughs> no, yeah, because like the like there's okay, which I mean I, I have a whole thing about fast fashion. I don't know if we're ever gonna talk about the podcast, but it's a thing. Uh but no like that's the ecosystem of like Forever Twenty One. You buy things that you know are gonna fall up part for going clubbing or whatever because you know they're going to fall apart. Yeah, because someone's going to so spill some matter. drinks on it. You're
3: not going to be upset about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I was going to say, Crazy Rich Asians to me is a beach book, but is Crazy Rich Asians a movie, a summer movie? A summer? Yes. It, it's a yeah, summer it yes,
1: movie. but it's a different, I think it's different than say like a Twilight movie. Because mm-hmm. I think it's also, okay, because I think it's also like Crazy Rich Asians, A, I think is a movie that maybe transcends summeriness a little bit because it has the oh things that I would want to, you know what we're talking about like seem to appeal to us as like summertime viewing but it has more substance to it well I don't know I mean, well, so if you're, I don't know if someone Devil wears just Prada. Have, sorry right. yeah. yeah I would I would say about Devil wears product Devil
2: wears product I mean as a
1: movie is one of my favorites
2: I mean I I want to not say that just because something is fluffy or light means it like the summer slash speech read or or, or or like movies that are heavier discount themselves because like in the heights is really fun for the most part right but like mm-hmm. it is heavy uh, cra- I I think you were going with crazy crazy rich agents is that like there's a lot going on there in terms of like yeah. nationality race um sexuality um that like and, and also it's like prime prejudice but in Singapore uh, uh, but um you, you know like are they the same Is like the Sandlot because that's like also a summer film that also has like a point and also Dirty Dancing that's like really heavy
1: with the abortion. I wonder if part of it is that a summer movie works or a summer summer media works on two levels because they think like there's like so crazy just to stick with crazy reticulation. There's a level where you can watch that as as romance Jane Austen like as a fluff piece. There is also Mm -hmm. a level at which you can appreciate it for some of like the racial, cultural, class you know meatiness to it mm-hmm. and the cool thing about that is I think it's like because we were talking you know we were talking earlier about like reading cotton Rousseau you know at the beach is like I think part of the reason why those kinds of movies appeal to me is because you can do both you can like check out and do the like it's like quote-unquote it's a fluff piece but for some of us being analytical weirdos and talking about all the well, Talking about the heavier things is fun. We maybe don't want to watch like Schindler's List to do that. Yeah. But, you know, part of the enjoyment is sometimes having the conversation about the movie afterwards. So,
0: okay. And yes, because I, so here with Crazy Rich Asians, I would definitely count as a summer movie, even though it's not really about summer, right?
2: It takes place um, during their school spring break, which is still vacation y, but. Yeah.
0: But it, but it really feels like the vibe that I want when I, like, when, when Hannah proposed this topic. Topic, it's one of the things that immediately sprung to mind, right? It seems like the kind of thing that you might go. This is a movie that you might go on a summer date to. It's a movie that I did go on a summer date to, in fact, right? Like this is a thing that it's a thing that one might do, mm-hmm. um, which is not to say that I wouldn't go on a date to a movie in October because I've done that. I But I enjoy movies, right? So it's, it's something that I that I do frequently. Um, I don't think I mean, Dirty Dancing, I, I think, is a deeper movie than most summer movies but i think definitely counts but i i'm hard-pressed to even consider dirty dancing fun you know abortion subplot aside right it just mm-hmm. it, uh, dirty dancing is a movie that i um it's a, it's a movie that i'm almost surprised people who aren't um weird film geeks like me like right like I, I the the music is catchy sure and i get why people are into the music but the fact that people just think that dirty dancing is fun and like and, and people are like let's watch this this seems like a good a, a good fun idea that almost seems weird to me because it's uh, cuz to me it seems like wow this is you know this is not even, even subversive this is intended to be um to reach the yeah well to reach the earlier point when when monica was talking about oscary right dirty dancing feels like it wants to be Oscary and not and and not fun. And so I'm almost surprised by it. I would compare that to like Gidget, which I've written about. Like I academically I've written about Gidget. Gidget is a deep movie that is dis- that is disguising itself as a fun floofy teen but so like part of the summer movie experience for me is stuff like at least it tries to be fun and floofy even if it's you know secretly deep
2: although I'll mm-hmm. say I'll say Dirty Dancing does have I, I'm not saying like it's fun and floofy in the same way that Crazy Rich Asians is just to stick with those two but there mm-hmm. are some like lighthearted moments like sure they, like it's not a miserable slog I think that part of the reason why some of the like more Oscary films and this is not always true they're just hard to watch because there is no break and It's grim, and also I think some of the more the action movies are like, what if we just were grim, dark about everything, and it were all depressing? Anyway, not the point. Not the not doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. It's you know I think during dancing store like Call Me by Your Name, and that takes place during the summer, and also like it has some lighthearted moments, but it also like you say Call
0: by I would say that's a summer movie, wouldn't you?
2: Yeah, yeah. like and and, um, I I think that those like I think that like there's also like maybe some common themes of like summery stuff like growing up. Up, like, the yeah. same lot. and like, uh, mm-hmm. Stranger Things are not necessarily the same as dirty dancing, um, or like, um, call me by your name, but still, you know, it's that, uh, Maka? yeah, the coming of age genre always seems mm-hmm. to like, I don't know why we
3: can't have personal growth during the school year, but <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, <laughs> you well, always seem kids, to learn to
3: be an adult on your summer yeah. break with your first summer job, like, that's just a, a thing
0: because school is all about discipline and punishment Well, I think a big part of it is, is some, you know, summer break if you're doing. Uh, If you're doing a coming of age film, which is different, I'm separating this from like the Bildungsroman genre of like literature, which tends to be longer form. Um, for a coming of age film I think a lot of that requires autonomy for people who are frequently underage or of young college age which you know the summer gives them less responsibility so that you have more interaction time so you can so I think you end up with something like um, with something like uh it where look the kids are off for the summer right like that's where that's where uh, the bulk of it happens or like American Pie they you know they finished high school and they're not quite at college yet, so you've got time. You've got time, and in, in all these, and so I think that's part of it. But then, by the same token, I would say um, "Stand by Me" absolutely a coming of age film in this vibe, starring kids this age. Not a summer movie to me at all. I, in fact, it feels weird even talking about it in the same sentence to me. But I might—that might just be me.
2: I can't comment. I haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, people haven't seen "Stand by Me." Uh, mm-hmm. I know. I know "Stranger Things" kids. I think auditioned reading the script of Stand By Me or someplace. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I yeah I haven't seen it, which actually I feel like I want to talk about Stranger Things in that it's a weird case in that like the first two seasons do not take place during the summer but mm-hmm. the third season does and it's very summery it's like fourth of July weekend mm-hmm. like Steve is working uh, like in an ice cream store with a new character Um, like <laughs> the, you know Dustin just got back from summer camp it, it's mm-hmm. it's like it's got all the summer vibe it was it is like I, I recently rewatched Stranger Things because I was like I want to watch something about The summer, Stranger Things. Stranger Things is fun. Scoops Troop.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, it's got. I mean, it's got a Goonies vibe, which is also Goonies very much, very much is a summer movie, which is so
2: weird. (laughs) weirdly like misogynistic by the way so much so is it weirdly misogynistic or is it
1: just misogynistic in the way that (laughs) It's, it's
2: more like so strange i used to like this movie given how awful the male characters are and some of the like things in it and how like how did i think this was okay when i was 10 years old anyway so
0: so yeah wayne's not here today it's on me to be the old guy and i just have to tell you the the 80s were a different time you see and we, we were all awful. It was not. I, I mean, I mean, I'm not making excuses for it. I'm saying, yeah, everything sucked in the 80s. And having lived there, I, I'm sorry. That's the best I can tell you. <laughs>
4: like,
2: I, it's, like, it's like rewatching John Hughes movies and being like, oh, good God. To uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. be fair,
1: there are moments in The Goonies where they at least try and make fun of the misogynist. They try, sure, <laughs> sure. Not all of it. Uh, I, just, I said they tried. I didn't say yeah. they were good. Although I well, 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 will,
2: try. I will say I did enjoy watching the truly awful, like rich boy who thinks he deserves everything, uh enjoy his time when they start like disturbing, disturbing like the sewage and the pipes in the town. Um, that was entertaining to me. Um, yeah. So anyway, I I, I will not completely write off the Goonies. The Goonies never say die. Um,
1: <laughs> also uh, filmed in Astoria, which is not that far from where i grew up
2: oh yes I, I i believe i texted you when i was rewatching the goonies because i was like hey i didn't realize this took
1: place in oregon yep i've been there <laughs> <laughs>
2: um but yeah I, I feel like like we've talked about movies a lot which i i think makes sense because when i pitched this it was movies but i feel like tv shows are this like weird thing that like has to partially do with advertising because like actually back the last like, I, it might have changed in the last few years since I've bothered to watch um, TV live on ABC. ABC, you know, Whoa. with, like, with like schedule things like um, their Bachelor in Paradise and, like, episodes of, like, The Bachelorette and, like, you know, networks would, like, move certain things to slots for summer TV and that, mm-hmm. like, they, you know, like didn't expect fall audiences to, like, necessarily be back. Um, limited... That's a vestige
0: staff. of... a Yeah, that's a yeah. vestige of 70, of 70s uh, television scheduling, which yeah. doesn't exist in... I mean, it, like, like, a lot of TV still works this way, but it's slowly and surely just kind of going away. The world used to work when, you know, things... New shows were on in the fall or in the spring if we had if we thought it was like a second chance kind of thing. And the summer was this dearth of reruns, reruns and specials. Um, If people have never seen it, I implore everyone to go on YouTube and watch Battle of the Network Stars. Battle of the Network Stars was was like a definitive summer kind of thing, because if it's not an Olympic year, wouldn't it be great to just watch stars of your favorite sitcoms participate in an Olympic type events? You know, they're probably not good at it, but it's amusing to watch, to, to, to watch the stars like the stars of Dynasty go up against the stars of Mork and Mindy because, you know, eh, who can run Why faster? Not. I don't know. And and so so, th- so things like that used to happen in the summer and like in the summer was just like full of stuff like this. And now I think the like what I think's left of that is um is the idea of things that we watch in the summer. It's just um, I have I have rewatched. I've seen now the second season of The Circle, for instance, and I need to watch the second season of Too Hot to Handle. Like is hot still to handle. Kind of, yeah, it's embracing this sort of look, we're putting our really dumbest shit. We just need to burn this thing. We're going to release this in the middle of the summer somewhere. But I don't think that's as much of a thing as it used to be. Right. Like, yeah. you, like, like, you know, Disney Plus, Netflix, HBO Max in the streaming world will release a good show in, in July because you know we want, you know, we just want the Twitter traffic. So it's not necessarily just dumb stuff anymore.
2: Although I have to like say that I think that sometimes the marketing is is easier, uh, right? Like if it's too hot to handle, like it makes sense to run that in the summer because of beach bi- vibes. And I think I maybe have said vibes more in the past like hour yeah. that we've been recording than I ever had in my entire life. <laughs> um, but, like you know, like like Bachelor in Paradise, it's on the beach, so like that makes sense for the summer. It's like mm-hmm. silly and also, like, beach equals summer somehow, even though that's not true for, like, the entire world. But anyway, um, so, like, I think that, like, some of this is, like, marketing, but also yes to everything you said.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think streaming changed change the calculus a lot, because it's, like, yes, there's still the aspect of, like, dumping the fluff stuff in the summertime, like Matt was talking about, but also, like, we're used, we're now, we're used to being able to watch, within, you know, certain limits, whatever we want, whenever we want it. Mm-hmm. And so I think, like, I mean, even, like, what I was talking earlier about, like, I grew, you know, growing up in the blockbuster era, I think of action movies as summertime movies, whether or not they take place in summertime. I was actually just thinking about the fact that most action movies seem to take place in like amorphous, non, non-calendar time. Like the weather <laughs> is always the same. There's no seasons. It's just kind of there. If Shane Black um, directs
0: them, it's, it's Christmas. <laughs> Doesn't matter but what it sure, comes. out. yeah. But
1: like, <laughs> outside of like, it's either it's either time that is not real, or it's around Independence Day or Christmas. Mm-hmm. Those are th- those are the three options. You have two holidays, or it's just non linear empty time. Anyway, uh, but like, so there's there's a streaming thing. I also kept. Preparing for this episode, I kept thinking about whether or not there are summer video games. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering I that. Still, I'm still thinking about this because I don't. Okay, I don't have an answer. Like, there are certain things that happen. Okay, there are certain things that kind of happen in the gaming ecosystem. Um, that I think might relate to like the concept of summer video games. Like, for example, like E3 happens um usually in in June, uh, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of announcements of like here's all the games that are coming out. Uh, this year was kind of a flop because there's not as many games coming out because the pandemic uh, delayed a lot of things. Um, so there's like some build up for excitement. But even then, like those are usually for games. Some of them are for being games released over the summer, but a lot of them are like, you know, that's the upcoming year, right? Um, and there are, I mean, there's big DLC drop. Uh Okay, so for people, non-gamers, DLC is downloadable content. It's usually like a game expansion to a game you've already been playing for some time. Um, like Animal Crossing, for example, is really- It's a chance to get you to pay again. Yeah. <laughs> exactly um it's you know one of the major forms of game monetization these days uh and like you know animal crossing for example and maybe animal crossing is a summer game in that it has summer content you know it's seasonal there's there's you know there's multiple game drop um for animal crossing this summer but like i I don't know i'm i'm not convinced that there's summer video games the only thing i could partially because like we were talking about the phenomenon of like beach reading like taking your games on vacation with you. Maybe if there is summer video games, it's mobile games and it's like whatever form factor that you play your games on that allows you to take your games with you. Like for example, like maybe the Nintendo Switch as a platform enables summer games in a way that, for example, like I'm not going to haul around my desktop gaming PC.
0: I have a question then, and which maybe none of us can answer because none of us have kids and none of us are in high school. Um, but but the the counterpoint would be the same thing that you know created the summer movie, right? Uh, and the summer you know the twilight thing right if i'm if i am assuming that certainly there are adults that play video games but if i'm assuming a a significant and important part of the gaming market is teenagers you know with who have some disposable income and fewer expenses um does is there something to the summer game of i can more easily sell you an 80 hour game in june or july than i can in september when you have school
1: it's, i mean i think so, that's part of it i think the complication though okay so i think that used to be true okay um in gaming because it used to be that a substantial part of the market was predominantly children and adolescents yeah. that is no longer true
0: right right um, much like the t- much like the tv thing the tv thing is relies on a, a world that doesn't exist anymore.
1: Yeah. At this point, like, you know, especially, especially when you're looking at millennials and younger, most people play video games at- some level, you know, that might be they only played on their phone, for example, though. But and even older generations, we see like more like market penetration mm-hmm. of like people playing video video games of some description. Candy Crush is um, big, right? Well, and that's the thing is like I would be willing to bank. I I would be willing to to, to bank that like mobile and and I'm not just talking about mobile as well, like mobile phone games, but like g- games where like you you are not tied to your TV, you are not tied to inside being inside to play them. Like I'm sure that there are some, you know, in increases in that kind of gaming. Like, for example, Mm -hmm. if you're going on a vacation, like if I like I do this myself, it's like if I'm traveling, I'm not taking my PlayStation with me. I'm taking my switch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, uh, mm, but especially now where it's like, I think depending on the genre and depending on the platform, the majority of players are well, you know, that's not, it's not the majority of players are no longer teenagers and children. Um, but are,
0: well, are they, but are, are the teenagers and children still an important market? Right. So what the, the distinction I'm trying to make, for instance, is I know with film and with comics, both of them, uh, both uh both well film assumes a default viewer of male age 15 15 through 25 comics assume a default viewer of male age 10 through 15 neither of these things are true anymore and nor have mm-hmm. they been for a long time but it's but we still out of tradition um we market a lot of comic books to thirteen-year-old boys, even though, right, right, even though it's not a majority anymore. Same thing with um, it it is probably still the strongest marketing force. That's why, so that's why I'm asking: is that true of video games? And I don't know. Um, with movies, um, it certainly I, is. You know, like we care thing, about the de- summer blockbuster, which is a boy yeah. movie, but it, but like there are fifty percent of the population's women, roughly. So, and yeah. they watch movies. It turns out, yeah, go figure. You know, <laughs> you yeah, know, it's so really weird. Uh, yeah. I mean,
1: I think it depends heavily on, like I was saying, like it depends heavily on the the genre of game and the platform of game Okay. like so for example I mean this is not gamers are not a monolith but like I'd, I would say I, I would I would assume that in PC gaming for example the seasonality is not going to matter as much because a piece like a, a decent gaming PC is expensive less likely to be a younger market demographic on yeah. the other hand Fortnite I mean it's a meme of like the fact that Fortnite players are a bunch of very aggressive you know 12 year olds that will murder you in your sleep um, so if you were <laughs> If you, including if you, my niece. If <laughs> right. No, but like if if I you know, and there's actually there's a lot of live events uh, that are being that are being held in games like Fortnite uh, that are tied to the summer. Like for example, and actually now that I think about it, The Sims had a concert in The Sims and there's actually a few games that are doing like live events that are summary so basically in the sims they made a like weird music festival that your sims could go to and that Mm. felt very summary I don't think it was that successful and but I also don't know that I was really the target demographic for that um and yeah like I said they were doing a similar thing in Fortnite, where they're having they're having like a concert in Fortnite. so like the Fortnite concert is an example I think of something like making a game summary but the game I don't think is summary if that makes sense I don't know Mm. I have to think about this
0: more. A question for Hannah, then, because it's her topic. I'm wondering if um, I was doing the same thing where, with Katya, where, well, can you do the video games? I was thinking, can I do this with comics? Are there summer comics? And in the video, I mean, in the movie sense of summer comics, the, the best example I can think of is this comic called Trouble, which everyone hates but me. It's um, Trouble is the story of Aunt May um, away at summer camp. It is very clearly a ripoff of Dirty Dancing. Um, <laughs> and Aunt May, I mean, Peter Parker's Aunt May, it's a as a young woman and ever you know running around having sex and flirting with boys and and people hate this comic because they don't want to think about May this way. I actually think it's great, um, but it's it's very much a dirty dancing kind of ripoff. Um, and beyond that, I can't think of anything that fits that very that variation. But summers were traditionally always a time of like comic you know comic crossovers and events and stuff that I hate. But now that happens all all year as well, so I don't know that I don't know that summary. No media exists in the comic book world well,
2: surely it exists in Archie like especially
0: mm, Archie's Especially mm, Archie's like, always nebulous
2: yeah especially like, things like Archie versus Predator there's no way that you can't say that that like doesn't fit at least some of the distinctions oh
0: sure but it, but it wasn't this. yeah yeah and maybe it was like Archie had so uh, I was thinking more like Archie Archie versus Predator is a good example because that's very much in the blockbuster r- range of like trying to tell a story but Archie has always done this thing where um where uh beat Life was always very important to Archie in, in, in any any iteration of of it from the 40s through the 2000s. Right, like there there was always like a you know there's tons of covers of Archie Veronica and Betty you know running around in bathing suits and all the boys t- her heads turning at the girls and you know like look but like those jokes played all year round. Right, they weren't they weren't limited to because Archie is such a timeless world where if we want to tell if Dan De wants to tell. A, um, a story about summer and Archie and it happens to be November fuck it I'm I'm just going to do it right and <laughs> mm-hmm. that's it was it was never Archie's this nebulous world of teen uh, of of teenage life that doesn't seem to be really tied to the calendar so much as tied to the concept of being a teenager
2: I wonder if that, like, the, that does describe <laughs> summer to some degree I mean it, it is like a calendar thing but there are like it, a lot of these summer movies rely on like some quote timeless like themes Like, you know, growing up, like the experience of like being away from your parents for the first time, going to summer camp, winning a winning a game, like being the underdog, um, discovering what s'mores are. I mean, I'm I'm getting more ridiculous as time (laughs) goes on, um, because in some ways, like some of these are more serious than others. But like, you know, like like a lot of these movies are like first summer love um which you know like you can tell that you can tell a story of like finding like your first love at any season but you know at a beach and then it's like more summer vibey um which like i knew as soon as i proposed this topic uh and i guess i'll i'll be wayne uh that we would resolve absolutely nothing um and it would just be (laughs) sort of nonsense um of us trying to figure this out um for an hour which like honestly i think fits the topic because Mm -hmm. summer is like a nebulous in between time to some degree as is this show as is like some of like the like, <laughs> vibes of the media we've been talking about. So really it was deeper than you thought
0: all along. before we stop, though, uh, we had a comment from my friend Reuven Gorin. Um, He says um, Reuven says that a, a summer movie to me has to do has to at least have a not too serious tone, which is sort of one of the things we've been dancing around. And he says, for instance, he says school's out. So is thinking. So do the right thing is way too thought provoking to be a summer movie for the most for most people, whereas Jaws is pure escapism with a jump thrill tie Tied in man versus jerk. Excuse
2: me, dude, pure escapism. It's certainly yeah. not escapism after this past year.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and he says, and his beaches and ocean. I see ocean, what he and, means, but and, yeah. I, I see what he's getting at. But I, but to me. Do the right thing is a perfect summer movie. Yeah. I I've, I would never think of it as anything else. It's a-
3: it's about a power outage in the hottest days of the year, which is like also what in the heights is about, really. Yeah. <laughs> like they have mm-hmm. the same plot at the end of the day. And so to call oh, yeah. one a Very summer so. movie <laughs> and not the other one is ridiculous. But like well, I don't know you if he can't- would call in
0: the Heights a summer movie, but I would I would I would call them both summer movies.
3: Yeah. You can't take if you take summer out of do the right thing, it's not the same movie. The whole point is the heightened uh, tension because of the heat. Like, summer is essential to the plot of that film. When and whether he- or not that means that it's like a, a movie that you should consume in the summer, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to resonate with a lot more people who may not have experienced a neighborhood or a community or a situation like that in terms of, like, maybe they've never lived in those environments, but mm-hmm. they are really going to be able to relate to the idea of, like, yeah, I I did snap at my wife because it's hot as hell out today. Like, <laughs> and that's going to be the space that that's needed for people to like understand that film is to be able to be yeah. in that mindset.
1: Well, maybe this is why we've solved nothing is because like we initially came into summer movies as like, well, I don't think anyone had decided this, but like I think the original way we proposed it, it's like this is a one thing. I think what we've actually figured out is like this is a thing of which that is like the surface level of a surprisingly complicated flowchart of a lot of different things like there is the the summer the summer subgenre of this is a movie i don't want to think about it there is the summer subgenre of stuff is going on in summer and let's figure out because there's power outages and also climate change and also you know portland is on fire so like (laughs) what's going on there and then yeah and then there's also like and i think somewhere between and i'm sure there's others but then somewhere in between there is like you know the sort of two level movies we were talking about earlier where it's like you can do the brain dead i don't want to think about things but you can also do the sort of deeper thinking and have a conversation with people
0: Mm -hmm. and yeah and and maybe I <laughs> it... I hate to make it as simple as a summer movie is just the movie that you watch in the summer and it varies by person, but
4: right, exactly. is that really? I
0: mean, that's where we ended up falling for the Christmas movies, too. So I, mean, I, I don't know.
2: <laughs> I mean, I think that we've all resolved that we want to think a little bit more than maybe what Space Jam A New Legacy is offering us. Um, we, Oh boy. I do, I do want, want to cover watch
1: well, it though, doesn't it?
0: Uh, no, you don't. It's you really. I, mean,
2: I really, I really, yeah. I, I can see why you might want to to make your own judgments and see if you can answered the million dollar question, but why Pennywise? Why? I, <laughs> I knew now what I, if I knew then what I know now I would not have wasted my two hours on it, even though it was free. Like it's like Avatar, <laughs> right? Like if someone said I will pay you to own this movie, I would have to think about it because it would be taking up space in my home.
0: <laughs> How much are you paying? <laughs>
2: it is. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, I I, I knew I was going to watch it when, when um when this, when it came out. Hannah watched it first. Uh, I think she started watching it a, roughly an hour before I did. And you were texting um our group chat, yeah. and you're I'm like, sorry. oh, don't bother. And yeah. I'm like, no, no, I'm going. No, and I'm like, no, I'm going to. I've I've got to. And then and then I'm just. It, it's like t- 10 minutes in and it's just like um as a, as a viewer I felt like something has gone horribly wrong and, and, and mistakes were made and I feel like as a producer at some point if you're producing correctly at some point it is your job to step into the production and say no 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 let us stop because we've spent 150 million dollars and, and mistakes were made and let's not make any more rather than just barreling forward there
3: were <laughs> Which is, yeah. months of rewrites like I feel they need yeah, to I emphasize know. months. Yeah, I know. They I know. up all the costumes. <laughs> Stopped filming, like uh-huh. rewrote the entire <laughs> thing, hired an entirely new staff of people to like this, remake the movie.
0: That was once production started. Remember, that, this is a this is a movie is that has crazy. been this is a movie that's been in production for decades. This was they they greenlit a Space Jam sequel right after the original Space Jam came out. So they've had twenty something almost years. thirty years. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like, I it's, feel like this is this the is, perfect example of why for. Like, like you know, it, it's sort of like the film version. I think of a good dissertation as a done dissertation. Yeah, at yeah, a guess. certain point where more time is not only not going to make it better, it is going well, to make it worse.
0: Well, before I, I depress mean, who myself, knows what the
1: first version looked like, it could have been Be-
0: before you depress me on my still not quite finished dissertation. Uh, okay. <laughs> I know, but I do want to. I do want to end on a slightly happy note because we've talked about you know, and that's not space jam. Um, <laughs> we talked a little bit about award season. This is not an Oscars section. This is a. I, I just want to end with oh a. God. bit of an Emmy of an Emmy discussion um, and and I don't know I don't know how, how into the Emmys Monica is I know Katya you could care less but this is this is important so you got to. so we have to if you've listened to our show and you were listening to our show uh, around Christmas last year um, Hannah and I became enamored with a certain <laughs> film and I, I have to make it known this is very important the Emmy nominations came out this week and among other things which you know our listeners probably ha- have other podcasts and websites they can go to and they know about stuff like they know about somehow Don Cheeto was nominated for an Emmy for Falcon and Winter Soldier even though he's literally in the entire run for a sum total of 93 seconds of screen time and Don Cheeto has tweeted I don't know how that happened he, he, I'm not surprised <laughs> it's anybody so, so, he's, so he's he's worded out that's not what I want to talk about what I want to talk about just ending this show is it is very important that we acknowledge that nominated for an Emmy is Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square
2: that's made for two TV movie.
0: Yes. <laughs> as, as Hannah and I told you way back in December, there are two worlds. There's the world before Dolly Parton's Christmas in the square. And then there's the world of Dolly Parton's Christmas in the square, a world we all now, uh, all now live in and a world that the <laughs> Emmys has now acknowledged <laughs> and you can't take no matter what, it doesn't matter if they win, oh. you cannot take away the nomination. <laughs>
2: Which which uh, I have I have one final summer thing. Which like Christine Baranski is like the star of Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square. Yeah, Dolly Parton's done
0: it. Is uh, supporting
2: yes, and, and the and the two best examples of summer media also star Christine Baranski, Mamma Mia One and Mamma oh. Mia Two. Well, I can't believe it took us this long to bring it up. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so on that note, <laughs> everybody, everyone should watch Christmas in the Square. That's the, it's a we great movie. You can turn, it, to watch can for turn the summer.
2: into a summer movie because it, it, it's Christmas in July. Yeah. So so you know Netflix. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
0: I might actually go put it on I have a a television next to my hot tub I should just go soak in my hot tub and watch Christmas on the Square I might do that but anyway uh so we need to we need to end this before it gets any any more silly uh, <laughs> monica marvelous where can people find you
3: uh they can find me just there on instagram or on twitter at monica marvelous so it's recently been pointed out to me that on twitter that is uh l-o-u-x and on instagram that is l-o-u-s and that can get confusing for some
2: people.
0: <laughs> uh, people they'll figure it out and palindrome Hannah.
2: Um you can find me at boxpopcast.com where I'm actually <laughs> writing blogs again because apparently yeah. summer is the time for productivity.
0: Ah, oh, that's wonderful. And don't have a cool adjective, Katya. <laughs> Why don't I get to be special, Mav? I don't uh, know. They they named themselves pick I, an adjective. I, I definitely did not. You did totally on go back and listen to your first episode you named yourself.
1: Oh, God. I don't yeah. want to. Uh, well, uh, on the that note uh, Sorry, i was trying to think of something clever and then my brain died <laughs> uh, <anyway. laughs> uh, you can technically find me on instagram at just that nerd kid and you can technically find me on twitter at also at just that nerd kid um basically if you're running across uh, on the internet and you see someone at just that nerd kid 98 chance it is me if i ever decide to post again i feel like i say that the every episode for like this entire summer maybe my summer my version of summer media is just i don't believe in it <laughs> anymore it's uh. cynicism my version of summer Media is cynicism. Go watch Mamma Mia too. No. No, I'm gonna go watch I'm gonna go binge watch Fast and Furious. Oh, Ugh, so we good. are very different people. <laughs> I feel
2: really
1: like we already did that, Hannah. <laughs> you do not, you also do not watch Godzilla movies, which makes me very sad. I'm oh, sorry, the new ones bed. are bad. They just
2: are. The new ones <laughs> are bad, which
1: is why you go and watch the old ones.
0: <laughs> anyway, you can follow me on Twitter <laughs> or Facebook or Instagram, all the places, always at Chris Maverick. You can follow the show, all those same places at Vox Podcast, You can follow the show's blog at www.voxpopcast.com where we talk about whatever we're going to be talking about next week. Next week, it's about alcohol. It should be really interesting. Um, in fact, I've already taped the show, so I know it's really interesting. We're going to learn all about drinking and, you know, fun cultural things surrounding drinking. So, you know, make sure you follow the blog, you follow our Instagram and our Facebook and our Twitter and our YouTube. Subscribe to us on YouTube where you can see visual representations of this show. If you enjoy the show and we see certainly hope you do please leave us a five star review on iTunes that helps other people find the show especially if you don't just rate us five stars but if you give us a five star review where you write something and you tell us you know how you know how much you think of Vox Popcast as the perfect summertime podcast we didn't even think about podcast as a as 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 a summertime media Clearly our show is the best of that though right I mean no one no one disagrees with that so <laughs> I would like to thank Maximilian of thoughtpo music for our epic theme song building ever so more epically and playing it out I'd like to thank you at home for listening and we'll see you next time bye, bye.